Hi, welcome to Analog Jones in the Temple of Film. I'm Steve. And I'm Matt. Alright, today we're discussing a sci-fi horror film. Are we talking about The Fly? Nope. The Thing? Uh-uh. Aliens? Hell no, it's better than that hack job. We're talking about Creepazoids. Time to fire up the VCR. This one's my favorite. Now we're going to go into discussing this bad boy of a VHS cover. What do we got on this, Matt? Well, we've got a uh, framing of a cult video collector's edition. <coughs> Full uh, moon. <coughs> yeah. Well, actually, if you look at the back of the box, it says it's distributed by Amazing Fantasy Entertainment, which is also Full Moon, but it's just <laughs> another offshoot. So it's cult video distributed by Amazing Fantasy, which is also known as Full Moon. So, yeah, we've already got layers to that there. But this is part of their cult video series, and we learn about the uh, cult video series that they have uh, through the trailers, but we'll get into that in a second. Do you want to talk about the image that we have on this beautiful bad boy here? Oh, I do. I do. So if you look at this, it's a... It's an awesome illustration. You know, I don't I don't know who these people are on the front. No, they're <laughs> not they're, in the film. Because they're certainly not in the film. It looks to me like they took a mixture of... Uh, I don't know, fantasy and kind of a soap opera type of romance novel. Yeah, it does. It looks like the guy, there's a, there's a guy in a tiny, tiny, like, little t-shirt being ripped open by his giant pecs. Very romance novel-y. Being attacked <laughs> by, I will give them credit, by the alien that appears in the movie. Yeah, which is, is a rare one. Yeah, they've actually got the monster from the movie in there. And the guy is being, I guess... He's fighting off the monster, not with the aid of two women, but two very voluptuous, bikinied women who are just sort of laying in front of him. And one is reaching out towards the monster, not sure how she's helping, all the while while looking directly at us. And of course, they are all on top of a bunch of bones, like rib cages and skulls and things like that. None of this appears in the movie, so... Of the, yeah, I don't know where those skulls were. <laughs> <laughs> of all the things we see on there, at least the creature that they're advertising is the creature we get into in this movie. This is one of the key arts or whatever from the movie, but uh, we should mention that this is a re-release. So the movie originally came out in 1987. This re-release is from 1997 from Cult Video. So this is a more widely available VHS. But in looking f at some of the other VHS covers... For the movie, it seems to be pretty standard that that's the image. Uh, I believe the Urban Classics version was the first one released because Urban Classics is the name that pops up in the trailer that plays before the movie. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Most of them are this like fantasy one, but they've got one in the UK that Matt's seeing for the first time. I just yeah. pulled up here. I I saw and to me, I'm like, well, this is this is the cover that should be mm -hmm. on all the films. It is. A kind of sci-fi neonish, straight out of the '80s. It even has uh, spoiler. It, it's got the baby on the front. Yeah, it's got the killer baby that we see in the last 15 minutes of the movie, and we'll talk about that when we dig into the movie. But yeah, I'm seeing that we've got the it, again. We have the creature that appears in the movie. Good on them for keeping that in all their art. 
uh, yeah, the baby that shows up. Uh, and it looks, it does, it looks like it's within one of the hallways that we would see in Alien, the original. Which yeah. is, I mean, they, they go through a lot of, like, hallways and tunnels in the movie, so... Yeah, just uh, it, cardboard. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Not cardboard, but... Uh, some plaster wall flats that they put up. Uh, whatever building that they had lying around yeah. on there. <laughs> whatever warehouse they actually used. But, uh, no, I mean, pro- no, it's a cool image, and it looks like something that could be actually in the movie. No, I wish we would have got that one. I do like in this UK one that they don't care that you know. It's like, move over, aliens. Here comes Creepazoids. <laughs> Gee, yeah, I, we, get, we get two taglines, too, because we yeah, no, get, there's even a second. You, even if you kill them, they're still deadly. Don't we, know what that means. Don't know what that means, but that's that's neither of the taglines that appears on the VHS yeah, the, that we're watching. The, <laughs> our tagline is, for the U.S., we got, your flesh will crawl right off your bones. Which is in a reference to one thing that happens in the movie with the guy that melts, but... It definitely doesn't crawl off his bones. It doesn't bones. crawl off, it just sort of, <laughs> he just looks gross at a dinner table. But uh, yeah, no, this is a cool yeah. cover. Before we recorded, I was telling uh, I was telling Steve about another cover that I saw, which d- removes the women for some reason, and I see it up here in the corner in the uh, mm. image search that we're doing. There's one that, f- for whatever reason, I mean, I know that the oh no, this only has one of the women. Oh no, yeah, they they could only fit one. Well, they could only fit one woman. Um, but yeah, I've seen I've seen covers that don't have the women on them, and I'm I'm looking at one right now that. Has one of the women removed? I don't know. Yeah, no. Well, yeah. apparently this one from this looks Asian of some sort, Korean yeah. maybe. I uh, I don't know. They just put the baby on the front. <laughs> yeah, why not? Which makes this makes this movie look like a totally different movie. This looks like don't have an abortion movie yeah. or something. Yeah, or, like an or maybe do have an abortion movie because that baby's terrifying. Yeah, but like I would say a thing. Just note about all these covers. I think any of these covers, despite the fact that the uh, U.S. one is a little misleading, that it's not so much uh, a fantasy movie as it looks like, I would say about all these covers, though, if I picked up this VHS knowing nothing in a video store, I'd want to watch this movie. I'd be like, all right, that looks pretty cool. Alien boobs, strong guy fighting off the alien. Yeah, pretty much all of these covers, I'm like, yeah, I want to see this. I found one right here. It costs $5.95. Ooh. $5.95 Five ninety five is probably what I paid for this in yeah. ninety seven. Which which by the way, this is we watched my copy from ninety seven that I uh, yeah. I've watched many a times. Uh so Charles Band though, I mean that's kind of what Full Moon and all of them did is they knocked it out of the ballpark when it came to making these covers. I remember walking down going to Rent and Go Video, which was one in our hometown in Missouri, uh, and I guarantee you half of the movies I wanted to rent from those sections, we're probably full moon. Yeah, and I mean, me, same. Like, uh, mine was a Suncoast video. Um, Suncoast. The building's still there now, but the uh, it's nothing now. I think it's like a cleaner's, or it was a cleaner's, and it's closed now. But Suncoast video, that's where I used to go. And uh, same, full moon movies always attracted me with the covers, and I did see all of them. <laughs> that's where my obsession with them begins. So I'm glad we're doing this in our first batch of yeah, uh, it's... movies we're talking about, because Full Moon was definitely an establisher in my love of these cult movies. Yeah, they, I mean, even if you go to the back, it, it pretty much shows exactly what you're getting. You've got a shot of the alien, you've got uh, the hero Jake, or the leader. I don't yeah. know if he's a hero, but... The, you, the final dude. you got one of the rats on there, you got the baby, the, you got the hanging corpse in the closet, which we'll get to. I mean, this movie pretty much tells you exactly what it is. They're not hiding anything. And then I noticed we've got a runtime 
of 75 minutes. And I want to I want to commend them for this because I feel like a lot of movies in the 80s and 90s when they were under 80 minutes would just lie like uh 82 it'd be minutes. like 82 <laughs> minutes which you'd be like 70 minutes and the credits would roll and you'd be like, mm, not quite. You didn't quite make it there." Um and well, yeah, it's just it's still a thing. Uh, I see a lot of independent movies that uh, come through nowadays, and it's the same thing. The distributor will just slap on a random runtime. And uh, well, why are they all looking? It seems like the 80, 80 minute mark. Maybe it's yeah. the nine. Is the, which one's the magic number? Eighty minutes, I think, is the magic number for uh, independent horror stuff. Uh, Eighty and up. So they're always trying to hit that. But props to them for. And I, I can't tell you why they do that, but it seems to be. I think uh, I think the official runtime for a feature is over sixty minutes. So I don't know why they're so hell bent on making sure that uh, it's eighty minutes or over. But good on them for saying it's seventy five because it is. It's a clean seventy five. All right, so we'll go into the synopsis here on the back cover. So if you're renting this in nineteen ninety seven, you'd get this. World War Three has begun. To avoid their own destruction, a band of desperate deserters have fled into the desert. But when they stumble across an underground lab, they discover a horror even greater than the war itself. Deep beneath the steaming sands, a mysterious substance transforms one of the men into a deadly creature. Trapped below by a rock side, the four survivors must now destroy the bloodthirsty beast or die in its dripping jaws. Wow, um, that's, that's a lot to take in. But you know what? They're, they're not lying. They're just sort of playing up what the movie is, I guess. Well, the movie never actually mentions World War Three. No, they mention a nuclear fallout, yeah. but they don't say World War Three. So I mean, we're off the bat, you know, <laughs> selling it higher than we need to here. Well, and it also says a mysterious substance transforms one of the men into a deadly creature. Uh no, that I I the deadly creature is just there. Well, um, yeah, I I think they just mean how he gets possessed, but it, or whatever when he gets basically the alien shoots out goo from its mouth and then he's now a possessed alien. But yeah, the creature's already there, so he does become a creature. They're not lying, and it is from contact with the yeah. alien goo. But yeah, there is already a deadly creature there. It's, it's a little misleading, but yeah, right. It's, it's uh, not a complete lie. Yeah. It's a uh, we're just we're just getting into the nitty gritty uh, <laughs> details here. Yeah, I think uh, that's that's kind of your cover. Uh, seems to be that uh, cult video has has a thing about sort of framing the art within a box, like a frame within a frame. Because yeah, they do it on the back I, I, cover as well here, like frame within a frame, probably making yeah. it look more prestigious as a collector's edition. I'm doing air quotes. Yeah, I think they just want to change it from the other ones. I'm not a big fan of the framing. Uh, I kind of like when they go to all the way to the edges. It, yeah, it It is different from a lot of the other covers, but personally, I want, I want big. Just smack me in the face with the illustration and the painting. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm not sure why they made this choice. I'm not sure why Charles Band makes a lot of choices sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now we'll move on to Inside the Tape. Yeah, let's put the, the tape in the VCR and let's the see what coming we get. soon. Here we go. Coming soon to home video.
here's our coming attractions or in theater soon or whichever ones. I guess they're all coming to video, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, coming to coming to a video store near you. The the first thing we get is a nice little uh, collection yeah. promo. I've never seen these. Uh, it is a sci-fi collection from Colt Video. Uh, Matt, you want to go ahead and list these off? Maybe briefly tell us about them? Yeah, of course. Uh, so, yeah, we pop the tape in and we get the now available from Cult Video collection, and it is the four tapes that Cult Video released. I, As far as my knowledge, these are the only four in this, oh, really? from this collection, yeah, from oh, this wow. collector's edition. Again, this is just to my knowledge. We could research further later, but I think these are the only Cult Video tapes that came out in this 1997 run. So we get the first one they show is The Daytime Ended, which is a cool 70s stop-motion alien movie. Not that great, but would be worth talking about here at some point because uh, I've got the same tape of the cult video collection. Kind of a cool alien movie. Then we actually see a snippet of Creepazoids. They inexplicably just show us uh, a little bit. They don't bother <laughs> yeah. to edit it out. Uh, so a promo for the movie you're about to watch, which then they lead to Laser Blast, which is a Mystery Science Theater favorite and a uh, really cool, weird 70s oddity. And a very... Um well thought out title. Yes, <laughs> it will blow your mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great title. Uh, really cool aliens in that one. Great stop motion effects. Really like that movie. And then it ends out with the a little snippet of the end of the world, which is a Christopher Lee movie. Uh, and they make sure to show us the money shot of the movie in the little promo of the actual world exploding into dust. Yeah, they give it, they give it away immediately. <laughs> yeah, like within this promo, they give us all the money shots. And this is probably like a one-and-a-half-minute, two-minute promo for all four of these movies, but they are just giving it all about it. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I kind of wanted to watch... I definitely wanted to watch Laser Blast in this and in the world because of Christopher Lee. I don't know, uh, the day the time ended... That one, I, I just that one wasn't getting me. Yeah, no, it's it's kind of a slow movie. I like it, but it's not great. Like I said, it could be something we could dissect here, but uh, not one you just throw on for funsies. Not like Laser <laughs> Blast. Oh yeah, Laser Blast by far was the one where you're like, well. I can just shut off my mind and go to town with that one. That's amazing. <laughs> okay, so after they introduce us to that, we get the the coming soon, and this, in my opinion, by far the best. Yes, we get the. Coming soon trailer for Craw the Sea Monster, which they mention at the end of the. Tra- we'll, we'll talk about what well, happens. Yeah, we should trailer, also. At the, yeah. at the end of the trailer, they say, "Look for it, Independence Day, nineteen ninety eight, which means in my which in my mind makes me think that this was like their big like release for nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, I I didn't do a lot of research on it, but clearly they're like, "Oh, this is the thing." And now, do you think this went to theater or no? No, this was definitely a direct to video. Direct to video. But I feel like. Uh, this is through uh, another one of Full Moon's 97,000 uh, different offshoots. This was came out through Monster Island Entertainment, and one of the only couple that came out through this, but to, like it seemed like it was going to be the big tentpole that was going to unleash Monster Island Entertainment uh, during a season of like when the Godzilla remake was coming out, and people were excited about that. So let's talk about Godzilla for a second. So essentially it shows you a, a building, uh, with a giant Godzilla poster. Yeah, the poster it, for the, the 1998 movie. Yeah, the the great 1998 <laughs> American release. Everyone loves that. There's yes. there's no question. They they knocked it out of the park with that. Yeah. Oh, that's that was a lot of sarcasm. So, and then they just have Cray uh, bust right through it. 
Yeah. And I I can't believe they got away with that. Yeah, I there's no way that they asked for permission for that. Like it, it it's so in your face like it, what they're doing is they're saying he's coming. This is the year of the monster, whatever. They're building it up, and then they show the Godzilla poster, and you're like, are they showing a trailer for Godzilla? And then of course, Croc comes smashing through the building. But like that was such a gauntlet thrown moment at Godzilla. I don't know what that was all about, and I I'm sure well, they didn't get permission for that. <laughs> they, yeah, they had to get some type of. Well, maybe not. Maybe I mean maybe they snuck it. Snuck it right by. No one cared enough. They're like, well, what are we going to get from them? Yeah. But, and then again, who knows? Maybe all these tapes got pulled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the trailer just basically then goes on to show you, uh, you know, building smashing, monster action, uh, laser eyes or mouth or whatever he's got, and exploding cars and buildings, and clearly a dude in a suit walking into a cardboard town. But uh, Oh, yeah, no doubt. I've seen this movie yeah. before, and it's a lot of fun. So. I, I, I would, this is probably a good 75-minute movie, and I, I think, yeah, this is one I would enjoy. I think Laser Blast and Cray the Sea Monster, which, by the way, why is it called Cray? That's his name. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right, they fair enough. Him. Yeah, they name him that in the movie, and that's what it is. No reason, I don't think. So, um, <laughs> then we go into, this is, so right after cult video introduces a sci-fi collection then we get a promo from cult video which i wish we could play for you but we honestly cannot find it <laughs> it's only on this tape that i know about yeah i think it's probably only on the four tapes uh but it's it's similar to you know what they have in a lot of the full moon movies from this time it's a promo to call them to write them to go on their website to find more information. Well, do they list fullmoondirect.com on it? Or no, at that it? point, it was fullmoonpictures.com. Okay, so, so it's full a moon website pictures, that has yeah. since shuttered uh, uh, that was, I think, if I recall correctly, because I was such a full moon super fan, when, when I first had access to the internet and looked it up, I'm pretty sure it was just like a list of their movies type thing. It wasn't a very Oh, uh, yeah, I actually remember. I remember going way back back in the day when I had AOL, mm-hmm. like, you know, and mm-hmm. nice dial-up. Yeah, I remember going through there, and the, re- the whole reason that my brothers and I went through that was we discovered Puppet Master, mm-hmm. and we looked on the back, or maybe we looked, uh, somehow we figured out it was, well, they probably had a promo at the beginning. So we were like, let's go to the internet. Yeah. Because back then, I remember the internet was a big deal because you had to take up the the phone line. Yeah. So you had to use your internet time wisely. Yeah, and I'm and like I said, I think this website, Full Moon Pictures, was basically just a list of all their movies, but it would take, you'd have to sit yeah. aside a half an hour just to pull up a page with some names on it. Well, <laughs> I remember they had a, um, a picture of Blade... I believe on the front of it. Oh yeah, and you remember that, how yeah. long it would take yeah, for the, pictures to just load, the pixeling slowly down, yeah. cascading down into finally an image of Blade in the t- like top yeah. corner or whatever. I remember that. Now this is this is also another thing that you can only get with these direct movies or full moon or cult video types. Is before we get into the feature presentation, they remind you what you're watching. By literally showing you Creepazoid's trailer. Yeah, play the trailer in front of the movie that you're about to see that gives everything away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they tell you basically the whole story. Um, and if they, I don't know if they showed the baby in it, did they? Yeah, the yeah, they showed like it the, the very the end. whole end of the yeah, trailer. That's right. It's basically the end of the movie cut yeah, down to just, like 
30 seconds, yeah. They're like, well, there's no secrets here, folks. Uh, so we're, uh, we'll play you the trailer right now. A desperate band of nuclear survivors stumble upon shelter where they seek protection from deadly radioactive rain. Put the suffers upstairs blow up from the radiation. I mean, we got it made here. But their dreams of safety turn into a nightmare of horror when they are confronted by the Creepazoids. <laughs> like we told you, I mean, everything. Yeah, it's a whole movie basically uh, covered, covered in two minutes. But uh, I don't know, for some reason... It still makes me want to watch the movie. It's uh, It pulled me in. I'm like, I know I'm getting everything spoiled here, but you know what? I'm in. Right now, we're about to show you your feature presentation. And now, our feature presentation. Now, let's get into the thick of this bad boy. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the movie. Well, we should, we should talk about... First, it'll let you know right away. Boom. Titan Productions presents... And immediately I'm like, who's Titan? Yeah, it's it's really weird. If if you watch the trailer, too, it says Urban Classics, and Urban Classics was what was on the original VHS, and now we've got cult video on this VHS. But once the movie starts, it says Titan Productions. So it's not Amazing Fantasy, it's not Full Moon, it's not cult video, and it's not Urban Classics, but we get Titan Productions. Yeah, I, so I, I did my little Google search. I love my little searching through these and it is incredibly difficult to find anything on titan uh the only thing i could find is an imdb page which basically just said it is a production company that does miscellaneous things in distribution and you can see all the videos on there basically full moon cult video all that good stuff yeah it's it's really strange because they've used this titan productions up until some of the recent full moon movies so it's almost as if it's a production company under full moon or maybe it's the controlling company of full moon who knows but it is totally a mystery just out of my own curiosity because i'm a full moon fan i've looked it up many times just to try to figure out who they are i've never found anything (laughs) yeah i i now know after watching this if there's one thing that I could ask Charles Band if I ever met him, it'd be like, what is Titan Productions? <laughs> <laughs> and he'd probably just be like, another one of us, you know. <laughs> it's just our friend. So then we go into, I guess this would, is this considered a cold open? Yeah, we get the cold yeah. open before the uh, title card and opening credits here. Yeah, we don't get any credits yet. Yeah, we just, we get Titan Productions presents Scientist. <laughs> yeah, it's just a scientist. We know she's a scientist because... She's wearing a white coat and, of course, glasses. Yeah, so, and she's a little bit older than the other woman in the movie, so, like, of course, she yeah, would have well, to be she's, a scientist. She's, she's super not, intelligent. Yeah, she's not a sexy lady, so she's a smart lady. What is she working on? <laughs> Hopeful mode. <laughs> we don't know, but she she hears some sounds, and, and then we get what I compare to is the SNL sketch with the sharks at yeah. the door. Yeah. Uh, she just opens the door. And there's the monster. Yeah, well, and I timed it. I looked. 145 in. <laughs> yeah. No no wasting time getting to the monster. So. Well, I mean, they already gave it away on the front, so who cares? Wait, like I said, though, so many of these movies uh, wouldn't even show the real monster on the cover. This one shows you the real monster on the cover and just gives you the full-on look at the suit. Like, not like a hidden in shadows, like a full-on look at the suit. Minute 45 in. Yeah. Already A+. plus. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just immediate. Then we actually get the title card. 
And what I remember about it is, oh, no, well, uh, they, they put down, first they give you some reading. Mm-hmm. Before the title card, we actually get a full description of catching us up to where we are today in this movie. And it's 1998, which is hilarious because that's like when this VHS came out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I never thought about that. Yeah, like, so it's 10 years into the future of when this movie was released, 1987. And uh, we jump to when the superpowers have taken over with their nuclear war. Yeah, what's this? It's 1998, six years after the superpowers have engaged in a devastating nuclear exchange. Exchange? Sure. That's that's a very polite way of saying it. Earth is now a blackened husk of a planet. That's actually, I I like that sentence. Uh, Tiny clusters of survivors eke out a miserable existence in the ruins of the cities, and bands of deserters roam the barren barren wastelands, the worn baselands, uh, hiding from the mutant nomads and seeking shelter from the deadly acid rains. So I noticed that on this, they let you know they're running from acid rains. I don't believe they mentioned that on the back of the VHS cover, Again, making me think whoever wrote the back of the VHS cover really didn't watch the movie. No, it sounds, to me, the description on the back covers enough of what happens in the movie. They sort of know what's going on, but yeah, probably didn't watch the movie. I think what happened was somebody was right there, hired somebody to write the back Mm -hmm, of the mm -hmm. thing, and they're like, tell me what this movie's about. Yep. And they got a verbal description. They're like, I can write a paragraph about that. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, well, it's after the war and they got to hide from, you know, there's no food, so they got to hide and you know, there's an alien. I got it. Yeah, it's like, I got this figure. It's all good. I got it's, the description. It's, it's like alien, right? Kind of. Um, sort of. Yep. Never mind. Don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah. Like, it's totally a secondhand description. Yes. But I, I love it. I love it. It actually makes me want to watch the movie more after I saw that they were different. Yeah. I'm like, what is this? Uh, so we get into the opening credits. Uh, and we get a lovely uh, opening credit montage of the group just traveling through abandoned cities, which probably are just the alleyways of whatever's on the lot. Yeah, no, it seems like they just filmed in a warehouse, so it's probably mm-hmm. the alley leading up mm-hmm. to the warehouse. <laughs> yeah, uh, and you notice something right away, and I'll let you give this little tidbit about the font. About the font? What did I notice about the font? The Terminator. Oh, did I? What did I say about the font? You're like, remember. oh, a nice Terminator font, and then I looked it up online. Yeah, they basically use the Terminator font. Oh, I didn't even remember saying that. <laughs> yeah, they use like a knockoff version of it. That's awesome. Like, I kind of wish it wouldn't have made any sense. It would have been like where Terminator went, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it just would have, but it didn't. But it's definitely a ripoff of the Terminator. That's font. awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's great. So we get into it, and uh, our five uh, characters are just sitting outside of it. And they mentioned, I love, I love it because after we watch the film. We realized neither of us knew any of the characters' names. Yeah, this is already a pattern for us. Sort of practice show we watched uh, Python. <laughs> Had the exact same thing where we were like, I don't know any of these characters' names. Well, I think that's a B-movie like staple. Yeah, it's just like, it, well, here's the thing, I think. It's, it's either you know none of the characters' names or you know all of the characters' names because they're so outrageous. You know, it's, you go one way or the other. Yeah. But in the case of this movie, I'm looking at the, the, the people's names. It's like Bianca, Kate, Jesse, Butch, Jake. Kind of standard stock. Well, in our first stock. episode of Starship Troopers, we can almost... I mean, Johnny Rico. Right, yeah. You, I mean, you know Easy. the main guy. I yeah. mean, they, they say Rico all the time in yeah. it. Yeah, so... But you know that character. Exactly, and I think that's I think that's what it is. It's like B-movies, you either go the route of having super memorable crazy names or just well, 
Jesse and Jake and Kate. <laughs> well, most of the time these movies rely on just their straight appearance to tell them what kind of character it is. Yeah, and we did, we get that yeah. here. Uh, so, so give, them, give yeah. them the breakdown of well, what everybody looks like here. And I want to let you know, this took some effort. So I had to rewatch this film, <laughs> at least the first 20 minutes of it, just to find out what their names were. <laughs> and it was driving me nuts. I had to finally, to find the, the lead guy, the leader, I had to go into IMDb to finally find it, which leads to another fun story. So the first thing we get is we get Blanca. Which is Linnea Quigley. Oh, uh, it's, it's Blanca, not Bianca? <laughs> I well, I that's said. how they spelled it. Oh. So okay. that's, that's, is that Blanca? Yeah, I think that's Blanca. Yeah, Blanca. Right. Uh, and then I believe they even say, yeah. Then we get Butch, which is clearly the pretty boy. The 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 heavy duty, hardcore guy. Dirty yeah. guy. He's yeah, because strong he, mechanic type. <laughs> yeah, a little kind of greasy hair in a yeah. way. So then we get Jesse the nerd. He's smart, again, because he's wearing glasses. He's got glasses, and he's a little nerdier, like, you know, smaller build than Butch. Well, his first lines are him complaining that his his shoulder hurts, and then he says, it's like tennis elbow, but in your shoulder. <laughs> like, so, what, you have a cramp? Well, I don't yeah. know what that is. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Um, wouldn't you just call that a sore shoulder? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we get um, Kate. Which I just nicknamed the other girl. Yeah, no, that's pretty much all she has to do in the movie. Uh, she makes it pretty far, but uh, she doesn't have anything to do. Yeah, she she's not even really there explaining the plot like Jesse is. He's not the person that's in the sex scene like Butch is. Yeah, they she never really serves no purpose. No, in the they movie, other than sort of almost making it to the end. Yeah, <laughs> they, they never actually clearly define what her role is. Uh, but we assume, I think, I'm pretty sure, yeah, by the end of it, they let you know she's with the leader, and the leader's name is Jake. And that was the one which was a pain in the butt to find Jake. I, oh, they never say his name. Like, at least within the first uh, 20 minutes, because after that, I'm like, oh, forget this. You looked this up to find the names. Yeah. I had no idea. Like, I just had no, no recollection. <sighs> know nothing of any of these names, and you had to go back and rewatch it. Yeah. If you were to ask me after this movie was over, name one character in this movie, I couldn't. You would have said Quigley. Yeah, I would have said Linnea Quigley's in this movie. That's, That's what I would have said. <laughs> and then, yeah, when you go into IMDb, the guy who played it was Richard L. Hawkins, Hawkins but that's a kind of a cool name. But um, what I thought was interesting is the characters. his character's name is Jake, and then parentheses, it says, as Richard Hawkins. And I was like, wait, what? Well, I think I think what they're saying, I think what they're saying here is he was credited as Richard Hawkins in the credits of this movie, but his like real stage name or whatever is Richard L. Hawkins. Yeah. So I think what they're just saying is that the producers or whatever were like, nah, he doesn't need an abbreviation. We're just going to call him by his first and last name in the credits. Yeah. <laughs> like they made that decision themselves. That's what I'm thinking that means. <laughs> yeah, because I, I couldn't figure that out. I was like, wait, did they put that? I, because if you look at the other girl who played uh, Kate, it says, as Kim McCammy. Uh, and I believe that's for another reason, which we'll talk about at the yeah. end. But so we get into this after we get past the title cards and then they're like, oh, they introduce the characters and they have to get inside because, you know, they have stock footage of acid rain coming yeah. <laughs> or just a storm. Yeah. A totally different footage entirely. Yes. Um, yeah. I will. I'll still use this moment to talk about sort of the transfer for a 10 year old movie being re-released on VHS. They did a pretty good job. It looks great. The tape like looks great. It doesn't. 
it's not like a you know a fourth generation dupe where it's you know <laughs> staticky and rough around the edges and stuff like that. The movie looks great. But because of that, whenever they cut the stock footage of yep. Rain, it looks like a completely <laughs> different film stock. Like, completely different. Oh, so. it clearly, it clearly is. The editor was just like, well, that's all I got. Yeah, he's like, I got this footage of Rain that I turned <laughs> brown. Uh, this is what you're going to have to deal with. And it's, yes. you know, it's got the pops and fizzles and everything from, like, probably, like, a 16-millimeter camera. And, of course, this movie was shot in 35, so it's yeah. just this funny, well, yeah. like, little... yeah. Like, so I guess they couldn't find a storm. Yeah, they couldn't go out and film a storm real quick. They were yeah. just like, nah, we got the stock footage. It doesn't match, but we're fine with it. Yeah, well, they probably didn't even tell the editor until the last second. They're like, by the way, get some stock footage in there of storms. And You'll like, know when. <laughs> <laughs> just whenever you need to fill out some time. Yeah, um, okay, so they end up entering the uh, this science facility, and... I love it. They immediately say, oh, let's split up. (laughs) Yeah. And not only do they say, let's split up, which is great already. The first thing they find, the first thing they find in this facility is a shower, which it's Linnea Quigley that finds a shower. You know what's coming. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And they're like, oh, man, it's a shower. And I was thinking, well, clearly they're starving and thirsty. No. No, they don't put all the water in a bucket. No. Or and the best part is he's like, No, no, don't get underneath that water. It could kill you. Yeah. And she's like, No, I'll test it. I got a surefire way of testing this. I'll just turn it on my face. Yeah. No, she's just <laughs> yeah. She's just like, I don't care. I need a shower. Turns on water, stands underneath it. Luckily she's fine for now. <laughs> yeah, I don't I'm not dead, so uh it's the old trial and error way of uh testing the acid rain. And I love how no one drinks water in this. They would no. be they, but anyway, um, and how much water? So the next thing that happens is, of course, the shower sex scene with Linnea Quigley. How much water did they waste? It's like have sex in the bed, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you already, you already don't have access to water. This is clearly a new thing for you guys because you need to shower and you're thirsty. Why are you wasting it fucking in the shower? <laughs> oh God! And you know you'd have oh man, being out there, you'd have swamp ass and yeah. you have sweat. Dirt everywhere. So I get uh, being attracted to the shower, but then they show them a really quick cut of them in the kitchen, and and immediately they're like, oh, all right, time to leave this cut and go right back to the shower. Mm -hmm. And, of course, Butch follows them. Linnea Quigley, clearly, she doesn't wear a bra in this entire film. Neither neither does uh, does the other woman, but, uh, you know, I think that's that's some sex appeal for the movie. But, yeah, she doesn't wear a bra. Yeah, but then... When she takes off her pants, she's got boxers on. Yeah. So I, I was just like, huh. Yeah. All right. Well, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. No, we just, we get we get a, a, a boobs and boxers shot then before she goes in the shower. Right away, too. This is probably, probably 15. Yeah. yeah. Early on. Yeah. Like, oh, by the way, here's, here's, a, here's a shower scene. But don't worry. Before that, they cut to nerd on computer immediately and then back to the shower scene. Yeah. So they're all like, oh, no. I remember Butch was like, I'm going to watch protect you. She's like, no, you're not. You're going to get under this acid rain shower. Yeah, and we're going to fuck standing up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I love that. I love that movie trope. And they're just like, oh, this is easy. Everyone can do it. Yeah, they're standing up fucking. Um, so we didn't we didn't get any full frontal nudity because she was in her boxers before she gets in the shower. But once we get in the shower, we get a lot of butt. 
we get some oh, man yeah. butt and we get mm-hmm. some girl butt. Um, so he everybody's works. happy. He definitely works out. Oh, it's, for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, so does she. Great butts. Oh, yes. Great butts this to is, look at in the shower. <laughs> this is this is the butt scene that every movie wants. Yeah. No, like, as far as, like, shower butts go in movies, this is probably top ten. Oh, yeah. They're covered in soap, too. Oh, yeah. It's Which, like, but it's like the perfect amount of soap where you still see enough butt. Well, and then I, I love that also movie trope because if you're in a shower about to get busy... No one covers themselves with all soap and then doesn't rinse it off. Yeah, is it is it supposed to be saying they were just such in the heat of passion they were cleaning themselves and they just couldn't wait to wash off and started I, fucking? No I, one knows. Who knows? <laughs> and yeah, it's 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 not that long of a sex scene. Uh, it's not that great of a sex scene, but some great nudity, I guess, for the movie. And there's something for everybody because we get some guy butt, some girl butt, and some boobs. So and they're and they all look good. Everyone's happy. <laughs> Everyone's um, happy. So then we go back to the computer, and they drop some exposition. And they and drop by it. some exposition, we mean all of the exposition for there, a really long time. There's two computer, well, I think two or three computer scenes, and the first two are just blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I've this, seen this movie yeah. five or six times, couldn't tell you. Couldn't no, even tell you what they talked about. I Don't had care. to look up. I had to look up what they were talking about. <laughs> and uh, blah, 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 testing facility, People making their own amino acids. I don't know, blah, blah, blah. But I do, you know, I was disappointed. So they showed him trying to crack a code in that. And I thought it was going to be the old movie trope where they're just like, oh, I'll just sit here and, uh, oh, guessed it. Yeah. But no, I I don't think they actually ever pay that off. I don't think they, because then we go into, okay, so they end up going back to sleep. That's what it was. Yeah, they find out all the exposition. We get a ton yeah. of it dumped on us. Ton of it. Like, to the point like where we're kind of bored. I think know? that's why I don't remember is because my brain just shut off for ten minutes. Yeah, and if they if they kind of puked it all out of us at once or something, it probably would have been better. But, yeah, they just sort of give us the information about this is their way of basically making food because it's after yeah. the war. So they make food. Instead, they make a creature. Go Okay, that's all they needed to do, but we still get ten minutes of sleepy talking. Which then leads to them going to sleep. Yeah, and then I remember, uh, because the Jesse guy, he actually finds this floppy disk diary, which I love. Yeah. In 1998, that he finds floppy disk. Well, 1987 is when he Well, 87 is when the movie was made, but 1998 is supposed to be our character's time period. So we've got a floppy disk in there, which just spills all the beans. More exposition. Again, brain uh, shut off. And then he hears a, a sound, and of course, because he's white and in a horror movie, he has to immediately check it out. And of course, he finds the creature because this movie. Then once once it's stuff, you know, if they do the exposition, which is boring, but once they get to the creature stuff, they don't hold back, which is one of the things I love about this movie. So yeah, we get a no. ton of exposition dump, but then he hears a noise. It's the fucking creature. It's not a cat. It's not seven no, different other no. things. It's the fucking creature. Well, and, and he crawls through this, uh, which is supposed to be, you know, like a, a duct, mm-hmm. uh, which is clearly just the corner of a wall, which they did a good job. They did uh, a good job. Yeah. yeah but I mean, you, you could, but you could you tell, can tell it was like a wall and he was crawling yeah. across it. They just kept the camera low. So he crawls and he gets into this other room. And this is when you can truly tell that they use the money for the suit instead of much else because... That essentially just looks like trash bags painted, covered in um, Halloween store um, spider webs. But because they get as little light on it as possible, they kind of pull it off. Yeah, no, looks, looks good. 
But, I can't really yeah. tell what I'm looking at, but I guess yeah. it's good. It's I assume good. it's supposed to be the pods, yeah. but, you know. Uh, okay, so then we uh, cut to um, the leader, Jake, waking everyone up. And to our surprise, it turns out Jesse wasn't kissed to death by the uh, alien. Yeah, the creature, like, picks him up, brings him to his head, and you're like, oh, he's going to, like, bite his fucking head off. He's going to tear him apart. No, we cut, and he's fine. The yeah, they're, they're face-to-face, they face, so and I assume like, they just oh, made out. What happened? Okay, all right, interesting. Well, it's, it's, uh, it's one of those wild aliens. Yeah, maybe they're getting busy. So they everything's fine. Everything's great. Mm-hmm. Jesse's still alive. He doesn't mention anything about the creature, and they all go to breakfast. Now, if you've seen Alien, you know what's coming. So they're sitting at breakfast, and this is sort of the scene that's burned in my brain, is... He starts freaking out while they're eating and laughing and just talking about more exposition and shit. He starts freaking out and then just starts, like, fucking melting. <laughs> yeah, and you're just, like, spitting up black stuff. And I still don't know what his hand happening to his hand, but it reminded me of the penguin from Batman Returns. Yeah, it totally is. It has, like, this sort of, like, Spock live long and prosper thing with the, the two fingers on each end connected <laughs> but it's like melting flesh and the effects look great like i mean they don't do anything else like it's not like his face is melting in real time or his hand is melting in real time yeah. but for like a static prosthetic effect looks great well i mean they probably had uh, a few dollars so they're like okay so let's put some ink in his mouth get these contacts in and then we'll spend all the rest on this hand yeah and it looks good. It looks really cool. And you could tell, like, he's just, like, freaking out melting. For what little money they did, this scene, you're like, all right, you guys got it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I have no idea what's happening to him other than he's melting, but you got it. Yeah, so, like, what we're to assume is the creature did something to him when we got to black, and yeah. it caused him to melt, and he dies. And we're like, cool. Next. <laughs> and, of course, because it's a sci-fi film, they immediately run to the computer. <laughs> yes. So we can hit more buttons and find more exposition. Yeah. And this was this was Kate's um, first... Uh, I, I, this is... I, okay, so maybe she's the backup computer lady because she just gets there and starts hitting... The, I mean, I don't want to hit mine right now, but it was like... Yeah, the 80s typing. Nonsense. It's just nonsense. Which, by the way, what was she going to do? They don't know the code. Yeah, I don't know what she was typing in. She wasn't putting in a Google search. She wasn't going, hey, what do I do when my friend melts after he kissed a monster? So I don't know what she's looking up here. Well, and then somehow Jake, and I have no idea, I don't remember how, but somehow Jake gets into the duct and crawls towards the um, covered trash bags, as I like to call them. Yeah. And then, and of course, Butch is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I got to follow, too. Yeah, because he's the manly man. Oh, yeah. Which I, the two girls are left behind because women uh, in this movie apparently can't do anything. Yeah, no, they're they're good as backups in this movie, I guess. I, I, get, I don't know what they're backing up. Linnea Quigley starts like, we've got to do something. Uh, and then the one girl, which is such a surprise, she goes, oh, by the way, there's some guns back there. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Let's go get some guns. And that's, <laughs> that's that's just it. And we're never left to question it or anything like that. No, she runs back there. Linnea quickly runs back, and I remember she runs into a random hanging body that's yeah. that's been hanging there so long that all the skin's gone, and the clothes are still on, but we've just got a skull. It's a cool-looking skeleton thing. I mean, that would scare me. Yeah, no. It was, like, it's what a cool, the? 
cool little Halloween prop they got. So I guess, they just hung themselves. I guess they were so afraid. Of what was coming. Yeah, I don't know. She gets scared, then we cut away to all of them eventually meeting back in one room, being like, well, what's going on? Just trying to frantically figure it out. After well, we get a random shot of uh, the acid rain to remind us why they can't leave, we get uh, the creature again, right? Um, there's a creature, and it sprays the computer, which makes it explode. Oh, that's right. Jake goes to the computer to make the call, which, mm-hmm. uh, what? Yeah. Where the hell did this come from? Yeah, I don't know what that means, but, yeah, he's going to, I guess, use the computer to signal help. Uh, Is this, after, like, scream when yeah, Sydney when runs upstairs in. and she just calls 911? Yeah. Which freaked me out as a kid. I was like, you can do that? Yeah, I was, I was really fascinated by that as well as a kid. And it's one of those little nuggets of a movie yeah. that I, like, remember very specifically for some reason. <laughs> we see that Linnea finds the skeleton. She sees the creature. Everybody's back together. They all freak out. Creature sprays the computer. It explodes. Then we meet the Rat King. Uh, when we see the the other girl, Kate, yeah. go to go take a shower, so we're like, uh oh, we're getting oh, more we're boobies. getting some more boobs. But no, we don't get it. We were we were boob blocked. We were boob blocked by a giant rat. Holy shit, it's huge! And it bites her in the throat, and we just get this really bloody like gnawing. It's 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 funny because the creature, the rat creature, looks really good, except when it's like supposed to be doing something. Yeah. <laughs> so like you see it like scamper on the ground, you're like, oh, that's like creepy looking. That's good. And then it goes to bite her throat, and you're like, nah, oh, that's a, that's a guy's hand. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, uh, we shouldn't show that close up there. Yeah. Um, I'm sure the editor's like, do we have another shot? Nope. Yeah. Ah, uh, fuck. <laughs> So I, I mean, at least it was. It wasn't even quick. That was the problem. They like sh- they like linger on it. The yeah. rat. Before that, we see like the rat crawl up uh, uh, Linnea's shirt, and it's like hanging out on her back, and that looks good. And she's freaking out, and she kind of rolls over. The rat scampers away, and then goes for the woman's throat, which I just noticed is the picture on the back. And yeah, it looks so bad. <laughs> yeah, that, I I don't know why they chose that. Like, yeah, there's... the clo- the close ups look bad, but the faraway shots of the rat look really good. It's a cool little creature. Don't know why there's a rat monster, though. No. Nope. Can't tell you why. No, I, I guess it's genetic mutations from acid rain. Yeah, sure. Nuclear. I, I, cool. I guess it's because it's nuclear. Yeah. Um, I guess it's a nuclear rat. That, that's a trope. I mean, if there's nuclear stuff, uh, things have to grow giant or three eyes. or Yeah. So we got the Simpsons with the three eyes in this movie, which, I mean, the Simpsons in this movie clearly on the exact same tier. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> so now Butch is on his own. Oh, no. He's it's... doing his thing. And... He also runs into the creature. And when Butch is on his own runs into the creature, we we think, oh, fuck, like, the creature's going to fuck him up. Oh, Get yeah, ready for yeah. it. He's going to bite him. Well, because we've already, seen the acid, we've already seen the acid spray. Here it comes. Yeah. He's going to hit. So instead of the computer getting sprayed, Butch gets sprayed. And <laughs> do you want to explain how this spray goes down? I mean, he basically falls into the garbage bags. He's laying on the ground, and you're like, it's going to fucking spray him with the acid. So we get a faraway shot of Butch on the ground in the garbage bags, and it just looks like somebody is just spraying black spray paint on him. That's exactly what's happening. in the garbage bags. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, it's like, that's, that's, that's the best they had. Yeah, and that's, that's the acid. But he doesn't melt or explode like the computer. We just cut. No, and it's just it. like, We just uh, see him getting sprayed. Like spray paint and totally like covered in this black ink almost. 
And then that's it. Cut to black. Right. So I believe they immediately grab him and take him to a medical facility. Yeah. They're like, oh, we got to help him. He's not yeah. dead. He didn't explode like the computer Yeah, did. we don't know why. But, we don't know uh, why. He's okay. So we're just going to take take care of him. Yeah. So they, they take him straight over to there. And then uh, they proceed to watch him, which probably is mm, right. I mean, th- I actually think this one is more interesting than the dinner scene one because it's just so gross. Yeah. He just starts spitting up black ink like an octopus. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's all and over the he place. Gets, he gets the white eyes and he looks crazy. And his um, head, like, kind of bubbles up. I mean, that's kind of it. That's and he's just that. dead. Yeah, and that's sort of it. It's not as dramatic. But for some reason, all of that stuff there, it just it grosses me out. But oh, I yeah. do like how... There's they... something about that black ink and, like, yeah. the white eyes that is so gross. Uh, yeah, and then I remember immediately thinking, oh, cover that shit up. And the characters, like, listen to you, and they're like, yeah. They just put the sheet right over his head, like, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to look at that shit. <laughs> it's pretty gross. Uh. Um, so after they cover him up, then the creature comes back to attack... The remaining two, we, as far as we know, uh, other girl Kate. Well, yeah, dead. that's well. The the creature attacks, and then that's when we find out the little tiny handguns they were walking around. It's a laser gun. Fucking laser guns. Fucking laser guns. So yeah, they shoot the creature with the laser. Gun. It does. Of course, it doesn't do anything. But we get an awesome laser shot out of it. Yeah, it's so. just like. Pew! And I remember like, what the fuck? There's lasers. Yeah. You what? Why are you? You should be killing this thing. You've got laser guns. Yeah. Blanca ends up running back. Uh, to check out her friend, the other girl. That's when shit goes down between these two, and we get a straight-up girl fight. Mm-hmm. And it's cool as shit. Yeah, it's violent. I'm not saying, like, two chicks beating up each other is awesome. Don't but you like, hear that, everyone? Matt, <laughs> Matt is huge into woman-on-woman violence. No, uh, absolutely not. But, damn, I'm, like, impressed with the fact that the movie was, we're going to make this violent as hell. Yeah, they're th- and that, I do believe that is both of those. They they probably I don't know if they had any stunt women uh, here, but they are throwing each other into shelves, the wall. Like, she throws Renee quickly right into the wall. Yeah, and that that lady is small. There's there's a bunch of um, like medical racks falling over and things falling off of the racks, using shelves to fight each other. It's crazy. And then, but don't worry, everyone. Linnea Quigley does not die. She just throws one of the many, many, many racks in this movie on top of her and crushes her. So that's it for Possessed Kate. Which which we should throw in right now when we were watching this. We were trying to guess who Kate was, and we assumed she was a stunt woman. Yeah, at this point, yeah, we had said, oh, she, like, I don't recognize her, but I totally, you know, Linnea Quigley is a recognizable face. Yeah. But I don't recognize this girl from, like, anything. And all the, the guys are pretty generic, but we were like, this girl, though, has to be a stunt woman. They cast a stunt woman for mm-hmm. this fight scene. That's why she didn't do a nudity scene. That's, we that's didn't get boobs because she wants to keep the career real. Yeah, yeah. She's got to keep this professional. Put a pin in that. Yeah. Uh, that's coming back later. Hold yeah. on. <laughs> and then uh, we see um, Linnea Quigley actually does end up dying right after, though. Yeah. Because the creature sneaks in. As a giant eight-foot creature, I guess, can. Yeah. Surprise, I'm in the room. And then picks her up. And we get the same, like, uh, side profile Mm -hmm. shot with them, too. Uh, Same thing they did with Jesse. But in this one, they cut down and they just show Linnea Quigley just pouring out blood. Mm -hmm. So that was a deadly kiss. Pulls her in. It looks like they're going to make out like the other, like Jesse. We cut to feet. For whatever reason, we just cut the feet. They love yeah. showing off the creature's feet. Oh, that yeah, That was something definitely. we noticed when we watched this. And they look good. 
good good yeah, effects work I, or whatever. I, I, I love see. showing the creature's feet though, and then they cut to that, and then just all the blood pours out on the feet. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yep. It's like must have cut a jugular with those little pincers. Okay, so then we get this is pretty much what they show in the trailer, uh, where it's just Jake running through random hallways away from the actual alien. Yeah. And about 55 minutes, 60 minutes into this film, we've already got the final battle. We're, we're into the final battle now. Everybody's dead. I did, I've, I just, I have to mention something else about the Linnea Quigley and Kate fight, though. They're fighting, and they're fighting in this room, and they're fighting, like, on the bed and everything next to the shower. And there's just random, like, posters stuck on oh, the wall. Oh, yes. And they're, they're just yes. random posters, whatever, for set dressing. And then there's something else hanging there, nailed to the wall. Well, we, and we paused the movie to figure this we out. We were like, what the fuck is, like, stuck up on the wall just, like, randomly? It was a back scratcher. But you like couldn't... A, uh, you, we had to pause it. Yeah. I don't, but I don't understand Why the, the set hell? dressers. Like, yeah. well, we put up posters, but we need something else. It's like, mm, nail a back scratcher to the wall. <laughs> yeah, you think they would throw in, like, one of the past movies or something? Like, uh, whoever was in this locker room before? No. 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 Back scratcher. Nailed nope. to the wall next to a poster. This cool. is not part of the other full moon universes. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, uh, they fight. Yeah. Whatever. Now we're at the Jake fight. And this is where you find out. How they use most of their um, budget is through props, and they have an outrageous amount of shelves. Yes, because Jake gets thrown into them once he meets up with the monster as well. Well, he he walks through them, and I, I swear it was probably only like five rows of them, but it seemed like it was just 12 rows of just random shelves with who knows what's on it. Yeah. So he's essentially doing the whole, like, dance, sneaking around. These, mm-hmm. You know, the alien, we get more shots of its feet walking towards him. Which, now that I think about it, I think maybe we don't see the alien so much. as Maybe the feet wasn't good, so they made fake feet. So it could have a guy, like, holding them and walking like this. Maybe, yeah. Maybe it's just, like, yeah. holding them with, like, rods or something. Just that's walking. like, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, I don't they know. They look good, so whatever, um, whatever works. No, yeah, that's, they're like, well, we've got to show these feet off because Tom over here worked his <laughs> ass off on them. Tom did a great job. <laughs> uh, and then, anyway, so we get in this final battle. They're doing the whole thing. Uh, the uh, first interaction it, well, first it shows Jake randomly grab a syringe. Yeah, we don't know what the no, syringe no. is, where it came from, and there's a random ADR line in the movie oh, yeah. where he's just like, this will do it. And yeah. then we're, as an audience, are just supposed to believe that. We're just like, yeah, okay, Jake oh, told us yeah, that's the do anti, it. It's the anti-alien yeah, serum. Yeah, um, yeah, so just with the one very random ADR, clearly he didn't say that on yeah. set. Like, it's shot from behind or whatever as he's picking up the syringe, and just <laughs> you just hear someone, probably, we figured it was the editor, going like, oh, we don't have anything that establishes that this is it. And it sounds like just like the editor chimes in as he's putting the movie together and just goes, this will do it. <laughs> yeah, it's clearly not Jake's voice. Yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah, they're probably like, oh, no, we forgot to shot the scene where we explained that the blah, 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 sir, blah, blah, blah. Fuck it, ADR it. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. Editor just came in and was like, this will do it, and then just kept editing, just kept going. Uh, so he ends up getting his ass kicked in, like, the first round. If this is a Mortal Kombat match, it'd be, like, round one, and the alien just, like, throws him around, tosses him. You can actually see the cord attached for about two seconds. Yeah, well, he's, yeah. he lifts him yeah. up over his head, thus making him horizontal. Yeah. It, it's not like the Predator <laughs> holding up Arnold, you know, with his hand or anything like that. No, this movie just straight up goes, no, he 
he's so strong. He's like floating in yeah. the air, but we we do see the cord. Yeah, you do as see he's it dangling. Uh, you know that was probably a thing where the editor's like, "Well, I don't, whatever." Yeah, he's like, "I can't do anything to fix this. This is what's in the movie now." <laughs> I didn't shoot this thing, and then we get uh, round two is where Jake finally sneaks up behind it and just stabs it. Yep, gets it with the syringe. And that's it. He's dead. So you, you yeah. think the movie's over, like, <laughs> nope. oh, oh, no, that's really anticlimactic. And and then we get... But Creepazoids wouldn't fucking do that to you. No, no, no. It wouldn't give you this anticlimactic Well, this shit. explains, because uh, I remember when we were watching this, I was like, why is there a baby here? This now explains it. Yes, so it's like, why is why is a man choking a baby on the back cover of this? <laughs> Which is a whole nother question. <laughs> yeah, why they just decided to use that for their marketing. The hatching, it's not like a birth scene, it's almost like a hatching. Hatching from this husk of an alien corpse yeah. just fucking pops out a baby. Is it, where did the baby come out of, by the way? To me, I'm like, did it just come out of the alien's shoulder? <laughs> yeah, it seemed like it was either like the head or the shoulder... It, it like that's why I feel like it just sort of hatched. It wasn't yeah, it was like, like a birth. birth. It just sort of popped out of whatever was broken on the alien. <laughs> well, and, and then this uh, while this alien is crawling out, and you're kind of like, "What the fuck is happening?" And then the second gross thing that happens, or maybe the grossest, is the umbilical cord is attached, and then it just like crawls away and it goes. Yeah, it snaps. Yeah. It crawls away so far from its host, whatever, or its mother, or whatever the fuck it is. It's never explained. It, cr- it crawls so far away that it snaps the umbilical cord, and it is a crawling baby monster. And as we see it crawling away, it's like the head and shoulders of, like, a baby, but, like, the body is start... As we go further down the baby's body, it starts to look more like the alien's yeah, body. Yeah. It's this weird fucking alien minotaur baby, so... <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, they... Charles Band's whole filmography that he's been a part of Somehow we have to get a small puppet in this. Yes. And we did it. We fucking did. We we got a rat (laughs) and we got a baby. Yeah. If we had to have two offshoots of our alien creature, a rat and a baby would be like the two things I'd want to get out of it. So, like, thank you for giving me all I could ever ask for. Well, I mean, yeah, this is, I guarantee you, if we met people who had just seen this movie once, the first thing would come to they'd be like, you remember that damn baby? Yeah, that fucking baby, for sure. (laughs) Uh, so then we get, this is always kind of like the Chucky syndrome, uh, maybe not so much Chucky, but other ones like Puppet Master, where you have to actually, or you know what? I love the Puppet Masters. So let's use Ginger Dead Man. Okay. Where you have to actually wait for them to come and kill you. Yeah. So it, it breaks free and it, it's like slowly just crawls towards Jake, who's just like resting against the bed now, thinking that he's he's made it, he's done. Yeah. And then this fucking baby just jumps up and attacks him, you know, waiting for it to crawl, and it gets him, and he smacks the baby down, and yeah, I that fucking, should be it. <laughs> judo chops a baby. <laughs> just like, whop! And then what I was, th- it was weird, because I specifically remember this. They're both, he's looking for the baby, and the baby, like, crawls up one of these shelves and, I guess, hides in a box. So then he finds the box, the baby jumps on him, and they eventually have a crawl-off. Yeah. Where they both crawl towards each other. And I'm like, really? Like you were saying, like the ginger dead man, it's small. You should just be able to either like step on it yeah, or like stop that run, a, run away from it because it's only crawling. Yeah, close the door. But let it start. Death. For whatever reason, Jake's got to crawl towards no, it. He, he's just like, oh, bitch. 
I will take you I will out get on your head level. on. Head on. <laughs> <laughs> we will go at this. And they go at each other, and then he kills the baby in one of the greatest <laughs> what-the-fuck moments of this movie. Yes. And I'm going to let you explain. So, how do you kill a baby? How do you kill an alien-baby hybrid? You take that umbilical cord that he has snapped off, and you wrap it around its neck, and you fucking choke the baby to death. <laughs> he strangles the baby with its own umbilical cord, which provided its life. I don't know, there's a better joke in there, but holy shit. Like, wow. Yeah. And that wow. baby is fucking dead. Yeah. He chokes the baby to death with its own umbilical cord. We, we didn't even mention that this baby looks like a baby, except for the fact that it has razor teeth as yeah, well. Yeah, I, like, I, I didn't <laughs> notice that until I was looking up screenshots from that, and I'm like, holy shit, that baby's terrifying. Yeah, so it's like a regular baby head with razor fucking teeth, and the way to kill a baby with razor teeth in an alien body, choke it with an umbilical cord. So what? that baby is dead. Yeah, and this is how you do like a, a, a menacing baby a lot better than I, I liked the um, remake of Dawn of the Dead 2004. But I always remember the zombie baby they had being that CG guck where it's like and yeah. it jumps. In. This this is how you make a baby with <laughs> that's actual visual of that baby with the teeth much better. Yeah, it's fucking terrifying. So like as as a kind of cheap cheesy horror movie, we got a money shot with that like baby because that thing's fucking terrifying it's fucking gross and it's just it's so wrong and it gets choked to death offensive i love it and jake enjoys it too he's like yeah take that you fucking baby (laughs) yeah and he waits until that last breath comes out of that baby (laughs) the eyes are popping out a little bit and i was like i've never been so excited for baby death yeah it's great Oh, man. Mothers must hate this. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so Jake's ready yeah. to leave. He's just like, fuck this. I'll go in. Well, well, and he, he doesn't know that uh, the two girls are dead either. He kind of stumbles in. And that's when I guess I kind of figured out. I'm like, oh, so him and that girl, other girl, I guess we're supposed to be together? Sure. Because that's usually how it is with uh, the five sums. It's usually two couples and one somebody they brought along. So it would make sense that other girl... And Jake would be together while Butch and Linnea Quigley would be together. And then the fucking nerd is on his own because he's a fucking nerd. So, yeah. Yeah, like, he's just like, well. Gotta love the 80s. <laughs> fuck it, they're dead. I guess I'll risk the uh, acid rain because he just, you don't, I don't know what happens to him. He just stumbles off. Yeah. But then what I can guess is I, that should have been the end of the movie. But I'm pretty sure someone's like, this is really good. I think we can get a sequel out of this. So they cut back to just the baby turning his head like, I'm back and freeze frame on the baby coming back credits boom and then we get oh sweet 80s synthesizer yeah and it it's a uh, guy guy moon appropriate for full moon uh guy moon did the score is for that his real movie. name you That's, think i think it is because i looked All him right. up on imdb okay. to see what else he did and uh it's a great score. It's like a really cool, like, 80s synthesizer score that we get played off with in the credits. Yeah, um, yeah. All and right. uh, I wanted to see what else he's done, and I guess he's the composer for uh, the Fairly Odd Parents now. So. Uh, he won the Oscar for... No, no. Uh, <laughs> he did The Mask? No way. No, he's in the music department, so I might have done something else for The Mask. Oh, okay. But he's the right. composer for Fairly Odd Parents, Yogi Bear, you know, kid stuff. Danny Phantom. Is this all of his stuff right here? Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah, so he's he did well for himself after Creepazoids, but like I said, Creepazoids, great score. 
really good score. And now I just want to go Freakazoid. <laughs> so yeah, then we got. Yeah, I saw someone actually complain uh, about looking up all the random people who have talked about this film. I saw someone complain. They're people like, have talked about this film. Five. <laughs> That's um, more disturbing than the fact that we're talking about this film. So we have five people talking about this film, <laughs> and now we're six and seven. So look out, internet! Here it comes. Um, <laughs> so then, yeah, I heard someone complain. They're like, "Wow, this synthesizer music, oh, really dates it." Yeah. That's the point. It's awesome. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. And, like, nowadays, listen to scores, they're all trying to replicate the 80s Oh, yeah, Stranger stuff. Things. Stranger Boom. Things. Yeah. Uh, it Follows. All that is doing this. But this is a genuine, actual, from the 80s synthesizer score. And it's great. From the great Guy Moon. Guy Moon. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Here's our video zone type of segment for this film. Yeah, appropriate for Full Moon. Uh, oh, yeah. Doing our sort of uh, wrap-up and how this got uh, put together. Yeah, uh, this is this is our, our little research facility here. Um, now, we found out that this movie was shot in 12 days. More than I would have thought. Yeah, I would have th- said like a week. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised they got Quigley that long. But maybe, yeah, I guess she wasn't as famous then. No, no, I think at this point she just liked doing this kind of yeah. stuff. And this was what she, this was, what she well, was doing. this would be post-Night of the uh, Return of the Living Dead, but it's also probably right before Night of the Demons. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's one year before Night of the Demons, so she hadn't quite, like, blown up. But she yeah. was already a name because of Return of the Living Dead. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so we... A budget of seventy five thousand. Again, more than I thought. Yeah, more than I would have thought. Yeah, definitely. Uh, when actually, I think we guessed at the beginning of this. I think we said twenty five. Yeah, and you know, seventy five isn't like crazy, and it probably all went to the effects because uh, the effects do like definitely the suits. Yeah, yeah. I mentioned before the the effects look great. Uh, so. I can believe it, but it wasn't what I would have guessed. Well, maybe half of it went to Quigley herself. Maybe. Yeah, maybe she was big enough. $10,000 a boob. Yeah, maybe. She she top lines the movie. She's first in the credits, so she probably got paid the most. Uh, And this actually got a theater release, probably very short. Yeah. But it didn't do well. Uh, Only 13000 in ticket sales. Yeah, I don't think, though, at the time they would have cared. I think they knew their money was going to come from video. Oh, yeah. And I think it... uh, Getting it in theaters was just something they could do. They probably stuck it in, like, two theaters, ran it for a week, made some money, pulled it, and we're like, fuck it, let's collect our checks on video. This was this was the video Wild West. Oh, every yeah. every yeah. video store under the sun wanted content and would buy anything. I'm sure they were Well, they were starving, mm-hmm. starving for content. So I'm oh. sure they made all their money on, uh, on video here. And actually, I think it's kind of... Even though it's much less of the uh, budget... I think it's pretty impressive they made thirteen thousand. Uh yeah, it really depends. I couldn't find how many theaters had this, yeah. so but yeah, I'm sure I mean Full Moon makes their money. Hell I think they just came out with a Blu ray of this not too long ago too. Yeah, they did. Um I was I was hoping to pick it up uh soon here, but uh, I actually haven't seen it. We'll talk about what we yeah. did this weekend where I was looking for it, but uh I I would like to check this one out on Blu ray because I've only ever seen this uh, VHS that I've watched a few times. We, we should talk about the director, too, because this is kind of fascinating. David Dakota? Dakota? I think it's Dakota. Dakota? Yeah, All right. like David Dakota. Dakota? 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 All right. Like yeah, that. so he directed, and I looked this up, I couldn't believe this, 
131 titles. Yeah. No, I believe it. He's He's been a working man. A lot of stuff with Full Moon. Now he's doing a lot of stuff for Lifetime, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, doing oh, some man. Lifetime movies. Uh, Full Moon. His oh, He has his own Full Moon-like production company called Rabbit Heart. He is a working man. And well, I, I mean, think since 1985, he's got 131 titles. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. And uh, I see you've got here in your notes that this first movie was with Charles Band, uh, Dream Maniac. It's a fun movie. It's pretty good. Yeah, I saw the trailer time. for it. Um, but uh, I, I remember him because uh, he's really, uh, obviously, he was... Uh, he did Sorority Babes and the Slimeball Bowl Rama, and as soon as they finished that, they went straight over to this. Oh, is that how that or, went? Or the other way around. I can't quite remember. Actually, no, I think they went from this to Bowl Rama. Well, I mean, it's two of probably his yeah. more standout 80s works anyway. Yeah. Uh, and and the, before he did more stuff with Full Moon, and uh, I think Sorority Babes is fantastic. Yeah, I've never actually seen it. I think it's so. probably his best movie. It's a lot of fun. More of Linnea Quigley. Uh, and then I remember, uh, of course, he did Puppet Master 3, Tuan's Revenge, which I think is easily the best one. I would even make the argument maybe the best prequel of all time. Because think of prequels. They're usually always disappointing. Yeah, that's a tough one. I, 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 would, <laughs> I would think that that's like just as satisf- like a satisfying prequel. I think it's probably Wait a minute. Satisfying. You don't think The Hobbit's satisfying? I don't think anybody did. No, no I, and they made three. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I don't remember hardly any. I, I've only seen two of them. But um, so I, I remember this as a kid too. Uh, I rented this definitely from the video store. He did uh, Prehistoria three, which yeah. Prehistoria three. Yes, yeah. exclamation! You know, I don't know why that. Uh, I think Charles Band actually directed like the first or second one of that uh, I think line so too. too. Yeah, um, I love the first movie. It's got the kid from Last Action Hero in it. Mm-hmm. It's a good yeah. movie. It's a really fun one. Three, three's okay. Uh, I don't ever think I yeah, actually I saw the remember. second one. I, I don't. I've seen the third one. There, it's the mini golf. They're playing mini golf. Yep. It's yeah. really cute. He's also so I, I noticed the note down there that he produced and directed over ninety motion pictures, but in his IMDb, it says one hundred thirty-one. So, eh, whatever. He's just done a lot. Yeah. It, it it's probably one of those things where he's just lost count. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> I don't know what he's done, he's done anymore. Uh, and then the the best tidbit out of this whole thing is Allison Gear. She is actually who played Kate, the other girl, and she in the credits is called Kim McCammy. Mm-hmm. And I guess she changed her name. She's a porn star. Did not know this. Wouldn't say that I'm a specialist in uh, porn stars, but uh, I I know who some are. <laughs> I am aware of porn's existence and uh, had no idea. And uh, it's funny. She does not get naked in the movie. She's the one that uh, gets rat blocked uh, mm-hmm. in the movie. So Matt, can you tell me why you're lying to everyone about your... You're I, not an expert at porn? I'm not an expert at porn. Don't uh, you lie to us. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I will be 100% honest with you people. I've seen porn. I know it exists, but I'm not an expert. I spend more of my time watching fucking movies like these. Yeah, this is my problem. I don't <laughs> this get. Is, to, this is my porn. <laughs> I don't get to watch porn because I'm fucking watching this shit. Um, <laughs> so, but I love the shit, so it's like fuck. And I'm not judging anybody who watches so, porn all the time because I, I watch this. All you're the not time. hurting anyone. So yeah, I love it. I love I love trash movies. I so I love porn. I love it yeah. all. It all it's all together. I love it. What, whatever you got to turn your brain off to. But uh, so I had to prove to myself. I had to Google this. By the way, I'm at work, 
So oh, nice. while doing this, this is nice. best. That's now where you, it's you where you're supposed to do these. Don't things. worry, I went incognito. <laughs> oh, okay, that's the best way to. Protect I, I assume from it. that works. Yeah. Um, but uh, no one checks a creative person's computer. They, they just assume <laughs> you're doing it. Um, yeah. I looked it up and I'm like, well, is this like softcore stuff? Is this like the Cinemax? No, first video, boom. I'm like, oh shit, this is real. Nice. <laughs> okay, and apparently she did all the fake stuff too. Oh, nice. she did it all. Oh well. I'm going to have to look this up later. I'm going to have to take time out of my B-movie watching to go watch some we'll of make, her porn. Make sure Ashley uh, doesn't catch you. I'm just going to tell her. <laughs> yeah, why not? Not It's way... Well, it's it's 80s. She's 80s porn, so you can laugh at the, like, permed-up hair. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's better to just be like, hey, I'm going to watch some porn right now, and just let... Uh, <laughs> Doing some research, babe. Just <laughs> got to find out for myself here. Uh... <laughs> All right. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> fuck it. We're going to the museum. Here we go. This is the second time I've had to reclaim my property from you. That belongs in a museum. So do you. Matt, this is the part of the show when we let everyone know what truly belongs in a museum. What rocked your world in this? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Melting uh, Penguin Hand Guy. It's the first uh, what the fuck moment in this movie, uh, and it... It's an image burned in my brain, so I'm going to put spraying acid melting a man goes in my museum. Well, yeah, it's definitely the first time I've ever seen acid as black spray paint. Yes. Uh, Mine is, I think, easily the one I just, like, my brain gets stuck on, is watching a baby being choked to death with its own umbilical cord and actually, in my mind, cheering for it. Yes. Boom. That is going right up there in the museum walls. I I think both of them belong there. 100%. 100%. Yeah. And we should also consider when we're putting all this up, the, the little piece of paper that explains all of this in the museum, it should be like, we have no idea really why the hell any of this <laughs> is happening. Yeah. yeah. Why, Nothing what? is explained. Why is there a rat? Why does the, why does spray paint melt some dudes and blow up computers? I don't know. Right, well, don't yeah. Know. Well, we have no idea why the alien can apparently not. An alien kills them, sprays them to death, but the rat turns them. Yeah, I think that's I think that's what they're saying. I don't know. I don't know. I whatever. Whatever. Uh, fuck it. I love it. It, <laughs> it was I actually had a good time watching it with you. Uh even though I will be honest, I don't think this is for everyone. No. This is for horror hounds. Yes. Uh level uh, tier 2 level uh yeah. horror hounds. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with that too. Yeah. Tier 2 or 3. Yeah. If, if it's a five tier, it's two. It's probably three. If it's a four tier, then it's level two. <laughs> yeah, you got to be a little bit into horror films. You can't. This is something you do not introduce people to. Yes, this is this is some advanced level shit. This yeah. is uh, this is horror one hundred two. Yeah, you've seen Scream. You've seen Nightmare on Elm Street. Well, let me fucking rock your <laughs> socks with this. <laughs> Absolutely worth watching. Maybe not necessary for everybody, but. The, the fans that this is going to appeal to, it's going to scratch a good itch for you. Yeah, it's pretty good. So then we're going to go on to what we just came off of. And we just got back from, well, we didn't get to go together because of adulting. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. Damn adult shit. But, um. I mean, it wasn't really that much adulting. On Sunday, I was at, like, a movie premiere of, like, some friends' movies that I, like, worked on. So it's not, like, adult adult. Whoa, whoa. You just, you're, you're just like, oh, I just uh, worked on these movies. You just like pass that aside. I mean, dropping. Drop but are you going to start dropping names now? No. I mean, Martin Scorsese was yeah. there. Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> Steven Spielberg shook my hand. No big deal. Name dropped. Yeah, no. <laughs> but yeah, I, I guess it was something that like I felt like I should go to and I wanted to go to. And, uh, you know, 
it's uh, not quite adulting. <laughs> yeah, well. It was work, though, so hey, that's you know, awesome. <laughs> we were at Flashback Weekend in Chicago, and I mean, really, what did you think who they brought in for the signatures? And if you don't know, it's all the Nightmare on Elm Street people. Yeah, if you're not from Chicago or you've never heard of Flashback Weekend, it is a horror convention uh, that's been going on for 15 years here in Chicago, where we're at. Um, and it's basically... I guess a good way to describe it would be like partially sort of a film festival and partially uh, like an autographing convention-y show floor type show. So it's a little bit of both. You got a little bit of everything to do there. But they brought in a bunch of Nightmare on Elm Street people. And they had Robert Englund and Heather Langenkamp from the first movie and a bunch of people from the first movie and a bunch of people from part four of the series as well. Yeah, I noticed that. Which is that. kind of an interesting thing that they did this year. Not an anniversary or anything like that. So they they brought in what I just thought was strange was like 25 guests. So like for the first time I felt like this was like an autograph show. Yeah. Not so much, n- not as heavy on the films as they've been in the past. Nothing wrong with that. Well, Plenty of people liked it and there was, there was a line for Robert England the whole weekend. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I was there till Sunday almost to close, and they still... He was still there. Heather Langenkamp? Langenkamp? Was her... Langenkamp? Langenkamp? Yeah. yeah. I don't remember if she was still there at the very end, but uh, definitely Robert England was. Uh, so he was a trooper about that. I mean, I kind of forgot about Flashback Weekend, and I love that it comes to Chicago, and I hope it keeps on coming every year. But I feel like it's becoming mostly an autograph... Yeah, it's a little, uh, it was a little autograph heavy this year. Yeah, so I, that's why I kind of forgot about it because I'm not into that. I'm more of the I I love all these little businesses, you know, getting these older movies and putting them on Blu-ray for new audiences or older audience like ourselves, so you can be introduced to stuff way back in the '80s and '70s, and you're like, "What is this?" and it kind of just blows your mind. Yeah, um, and that's why I like I like going to these things to pick up weird movies yeah. and independent films and talk to filmmakers, things like that. So I, I did I did get a couple of signatures. I'm a little more into that than you are. But yeah. nothing, Who did you get? I got uh, one of the girls from Part 4, one of the girls from Part 5 of the Nightmare series, uh, one of the dudes from Part 6 in the Nightmare series, and, uh, one, and one of the dudes from Part 4 as well. So two people from Part 4, one person from Part 5, one person from Part 6. Like I said, they had a pretty stacked nightmare lineup, so about 25 people were there. I would say like over half were Nightmare on Elm Street people. And I just wanted to meet some of the people that weren't like the big ticket name people, but were just like people that I liked in the movies. So we, we did that, but uh, we should talk about our hauls because we got some good stuff. So yeah, what, we what, got did you, what did you come away with, Steve? Well, I, I went to several spots, so I ended up, first we'll start with the VHSs. I look over in one corner and my friend's like, Oh, look, Steve, VHSs, which they know I'm the only one who will buy them. So, yeah. uh, well, if you and I. Yes, if I was uh, there if with you, we probably would have been looking at the same table. So I, I tried to bargain with him because he's like, oh, it's two for $10. And I'm like, Ugh, I got trimmers in The Hobbit. Neither of these are rare. No. So I was like, mm, how about two for eight? And he's like, nope. Like, <laughs> Damn. Uh, I love to go there on the last day and bargain. So I got trimmers, and which I love. Uh, we won't get into that because we could, we could do two that. hours on Tremor. Uh, and I got The Hobbit because I love my Ralph uh, Bakshi. And then we went around and uh, I go to this place. Uh, this little They did a ton of them and it turns out that they were 
part of producing Deathgasms and the ABCs, and they were called Severin. But they had several different names for their distribution and everything. And they had just a freaking awesome selection here. I had to get Death Spa. Yeah. No doubt about it. I've heard about this. Uh, I listened to another podcast. They're friends of mine. And one of them just loves it. Uh, and then I was like, oh, it's unrated. Gotta have that. <laughs> yeah, DVD. I've, I've only ever heard about this one, too. Yeah. I've never seen it. I've never actually seen it either. And he gave me a deal because we talked for so long, and I told him I'd buy a bunch. We also got uh, Mache- uh, Machete Maidens Unleashed, the ultimate B-movie feast from the far, far east. I'm like, man, that subtitle alone. But then you look at the back, and it's just a bunch of sexy ladies with guns which I was like, where are the machetes? <laughs> <laughs> so I've seen this before, and this is fantastic. Yeah, it um, looks fantastic. You're going to love it. It's a, it's a documentary about movies, B-movies being made in the Philippines. and Yeah, the ooh, Filipino Revolution. Ooh, it's good. And then, so I asked the, the one guy there, he, was, he helped actually transfer these movies and clean them up and everything like that. I was like, okay, so out of all these, what's your favorite? And he told me, he's like, well, I can never watch Death Spa again because he transferred this. So he's watched it who knows how many times. Mm. Same thing with, they did a really sweet Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original. He did a whole bunch of things. Uh, but what surprised me was the movie he picked out, and I told him I'd buy it as long as he made a deal for all of this. It is Dan Curtis' Dracula starring Jack Palance. Now I asked him, I go, wait, is this Jack Palance as Jack Palance as Dracula, or is he actually... <laughs> being Dracula. Is he curly? Legend yeah. of his gold? And he's like, no, no, he, he's actually going all out on this one. He's being Dracula. So he's actually, he, he's just not hamming it up. That's what I'm trying to get to. Almost every Jack Palance movie is just him hamming it up. Which, hey, <laughs> he's entertaining. He owns the camera when he's on it. But no, so I was surprised by it. You ever seen this? No, I've never seen this one. I like Dan yeah. Curtis, though. So yeah, this is another blind guy. I would definitely check it out. Look at the screenshot. That's why I asked that, and I was like, ooh, that looks like he's hamming it up. Now he says it's really good. Uh, same thing there. I picked up this sweet VHS, which is an amazing cover, and we will do this one, so we're not going to yeah. get into this. But it's called Evils of the Night, Teenage Blood. Ooh, yeah. Well, we'll, sa- we'll save what's on the cover there. Yeah, yeah we're not going to talk about it, but holy shit. So then I, uh, I end up walking around. I go to Full Moon. You got to visit them. They give me a broken DVD cover <laughs> of, uh, I was like, I'll buy this and another one. You just throw something in there. And they, I, I don't remember if I picked this or they gave it to me, but it's famous TNA, and I <laughs> felt like a pervert. But the only reason I did it is because I got their VHS of Tormentor, from Wizard Video, and the story of this is, I guess in Pittsburgh, they had a distribution that they bought or something, and they had a bunch of these cases left over with nothing in it. So they just create. They got the licensing to the VHS, made them, and then just like, well, we made these VHSs so we could sell these. Yeah, yeah. They supposedly found a bunch of these covers and just made some dupes and. Yeah picked them up uh, as a as a fan myself of full moon and these things this i picked up three of these as well and i picked up tormentor which is what we're looking at here that you picked up i got this as well and i i got uh, the invisible dead and erotic kill got erotic kill because the name sold on that and invisible dead had a really cool cover so 
Don't judge a book by its cover unless it's a VHS. So. Yeah, I thought I oh, really hard on Invisible Dead, but I think there's only one copy of it left. But anyway, uh, then I walked over at the very end, the very beginning, I guess, beginning and end when you walk out. Synopsis film is one of my favorite there. They always do fantastic ones. I've been wanting to get their street trash one. But this year I walked over and I'm like, all right, I'm going to try my hardest to get a deal from them because they do not budge. And they didn't again this year. And I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah, so, so I, I love them as well. Yeah. Uh, I picked up Popcorn this year. It's one of my favorite Oh, yeah, yeah. That's uh, Wait, was that the one in the tin? Yeah, it's in a tin. Oh, that was like 40 bucks. 40 bucks, yeah. It was the most expensive thing I bought there because I'm a cheap ass. And I, But I did, I did spring for the 40 buck Blu-ray, two-disc. Of popcorn, one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, you'll have to I let me know how awesome. I can't wait yeah. to dig into all those. You know, I've never features. seen popcorn. It's great. Well, not yeah. a lot of people have because yeah. it never came out on DVD. Um, and the VHS was pretty rare. Yeah. The only reason I had seen it so many times is because the video store I used to rent it as a kid had it. It, it used it's, to be it's up so on, hard to find. I think it used to be on up on YouTube, but I think it got taken down probably because of them. Yeah, I would assume. Um, yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty uh, smart about that stuff when they are acquiring things. They. Uh, they make sure you can't get it anywhere else, which good for them. Yeah, uh, I mean, I gotta own their street trash eventually. <laughs> Matt, street trash is one you gotta you gotta have some brews in you and watch that with some some people because that is just slapping you in the face. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it literally tries to insult everyone on earth. Street trash is great. I'll yeah. Um, so then I, I picked up these uh, two, which were by the same director. Now, sadly, the director is dead, they told me. John Fasano. Fasano. So he made these two films, uh, and they're both rock and roll related. One is Rock and Roll Nightmare and Black Roses. Haven't seen Black Roses yet, but I watched Rock and Roll Nightmare. And wow. We can talk about it a little bit because we're never going to find this VHS. Well, if we do, lucky day. But this thing is just... (laughs) Send it to us if you find it. Yeah. yeah. Send it to us, Um, please. uh, So it's just... Or at least, you know, rip it and then send it to us somehow. We'll take a tape. As long as it's... Yeah, we want the tape. Anyway, um, this is just insanity. I've Um, never seen it. it, it. It's so much fun. And the end is just awesome. I mean, it's 10, 15 minutes of what the fuck. I can't believe this is what their ending is. But I loved it. I cracked up. I was laughing. I thoroughly enjoyed this entire thing. So I oof, love their rock and roll nightmare. I haven't gotten to the special features yet. But you can tell there's a lot of love in this, which is kind of what makes it great. Because they he's clearly learning how to direct a film in this one. Because there's a lot of stuff in it. There's just like nonsense. Nice. Uh, well, and the, and but the, I loved it. The nice thing, too, about like all the places you went, you know, Severin and Synapse and Full Moon, e- even Full Moon, uh, they, when it comes to like pre-releasing or releasing older movies and things, they, they really put a lot of care into them. Even like Full Moon's Blu-rays are like pristine, t- features packed. Synapse, same thing. They take the time to clean up the movies. They feature pack them. Severin, same thing. So all these companies, I mean, this is this is what you go to horror conventions for is go pick shit up from these guys. Yeah, synopsis also one thing I forgot. I I still have not gotten their Frankenhooker. 
Um, yeah, no, I haven't. I think I have. I might have their DVD, but I want. I would definitely upgrade Frank yeah, Walker to Blu-ray because there's more bonus features. I'm sure shit. there is. Yeah. Did you get anything else from this? Yeah. So I picked. I mentioned the three VHSs I picked up from Full Moon. I also got a little Blade action figure there because I have a little action figure display. So I wanted to get Blade because he's awesome from the, the Puppet Master movies. Uh, so I grabbed those from Full Moon and then uh, popcorn as I mentioned, and, oh, I picked up uh, another Blu-ray that uh, just a random table was selling. Rabbit Dogs, the new one, uh, Scream Factory just put out a Blu-ray of the new Rabbit Dogs, and it's a remake of uh, Kidnap, the 70s Mario Baba movie, and uh, I I have the 70s Mario Baba movie, so I wanted to complete the collection and get the uh, new, the Mm -hmm. remake. The only other thing I wanted to mention was um, Curious Goods. He sells these shadow boxes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah where he cuts it out. Yeah, and I'm going to get him to uh, commission him to get me a uh, Rocketeer one. So I'm a massive Rocketeer fan. But I, I just thought this guy's stuff was great. So uh, did you watch anything else on the side that you want to talk about? Mm, nothing of note. No. I watched uh, XX, the horror anthology on Netflix. No, uh, I didn't like that one. Neither did I. I thought it was kind of boring. Didn't pay off. Uh, a lot it's of supposed stories. to be the all female like directors or something. Yeah, I mean, I love, I yeah. loved, I loved a lot of the directors that they pulled uh, for for the movie, and I was really curious and really excited because I had I, the the filmmakers that had made stuff previous. I really liked like uh, they had the director of Jennifer's Body in there, which is one of my favorites. Did he do the box. Was that the first one? The no. I okay, forget who right. the box. But uh, then they got uh, one of the girls that directed a segment in Southbound, and I really liked that anthology. Uh, so I was really excited for the people that they had involved. It just didn't work. And I don't think it had anything to do with the fact that it was, you know, all females, or if I don't think it got too caught up in that. Because marketing. you hate feminists and you, no, love, no, no. you love violence on yeah, women on right. women violence. Apparently, I'm just a terrible, terrible anti feminist. No. Um, I just want to point out I made one movie, one feature of my life, and it is a super <laughs> feminist movie. Um, just want to throw that out there. Uh, but no, like. But the, the fe- next movie will be feminist versus feminist, <laughs> yeah, where right. all feminists die. Yeah, right? Jesus. I sound like the worst person <laughs> in the world. But, like, that was their marketing, and they, they didn't get too caught up in the fact that, like, their marketing was, like, all female. You know, if you just, if you didn't know that going into the movie, you wouldn't be able to you know, I actually know didn't. the difference. <laughs> I didn't know at first that we're all female. I was just like, XX, oh, it's a horror anthology. Eh, whatever. So I stuck it on. And no, I wasn't big on it. Uh, I heard, oh, where did I, you know what? I think I just looked it up on IMDb and saw it was all female. So I, I actually went into it completely blind of that and just didn't care for it. If you if you want to see a good horror anthology that's recent, check out Holidays or Southbound. Both of those are really good. Next, we are traveling, time traveling oh, to 1992 yes. to watch one of my favorite movies of all time as well. We're going to watch the Ralph Bakshi directed Cool World, uh, which I cannot wait to talk about because I love this movie and didn't know how much horrible things happened during the making of this movie. Uh, so I'm sure we'll talk about that in our like video zone type segment uh, about how yeah. everything went wrong. Listen to this. Oh, that's Ralph Baskey's uh, book, Unfiltered, The Complete Ralph Baskey. Yeah, so this is one of my favorite uh, animation directors. So if you've not seen this book and you like Ralph Baskey and all the stuff he's done, Fits the Cat, Wizards, Fire and Ice, this is awesome. Uh, So until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Matt. And we're out.